The Hornets have their best game of the summer league session so far. The draft picks played well. Kai Jones had his coming out party. Plus, Donovan Mitchell in Charlotte. Reality or fantasy? We'll talk about all of that today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen on any platform you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, by the way. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm Walker Mayo. I've been covering Charlotte sports for a while. That's Doug Branson, the OG of the podcast, the founder of the pod, also the founder of everyhornetsboxscore.com. You can also find his work on his Hornets substack. What's the Hornets substack info? Uh, everyhornetsboxscore.com, the only substack that mm-hmm. dares to examine every Hornets box score, past, present, and future. 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 Over 2,000 games, I believe, is what you have in store. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> it's going to take a while, but you can subscribe. Right now, it's cool. You can subscribe for free. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe for free anytime, but you get everything for free through the preseason. Once we get into the regular season, game notes and things like that will be behind the paywall. But yeah, join up, support the work we're doing over there. It's cool. We'll examine the box scores of Hornets regular season past. This show, we're going to examine the box score of what they did in Summer League yesterday. An actual tasty treat, Doug. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm pumped, man. I mean, so there was- much better. There were so many things that we're going to talk about that are positive. Everybody was staying in. I can't think of a single player that really was. Even Jalen Crutcher, who we've been we've been crushing Crutcher on this show. Maybe maybe some of it's fair, maybe some of it's unfair. But even he, towards the back end of that game, uh, was knocking down shots and finding opportunities for other players on this team. So I <laughs> just I, should I wait a minute? Should I go get? Should I should I go break out the big dub hat oh. for a summer league game? I don't I don't feel like I'm I do see you do that. <laughs> don't do it. For those that don't know, because this can be an audible medium too, Doug was leaning towards getting the victory cap, the Hornets big dub hat, and he put it on. He took off the Los Hornets hat, which was sick, and instead decided to put on the Hornets big I'm dub hat. I'm excited. Look, when these when this many Hornets young players <laughs> a- after after the start that they got off to, that's really uh, what this is about, right? The big du- it's not look, summer league. The, the, the win doesn't matter. I understand that. But what the big dub hat is representing on this particular episode is that they started so poorly. I mean, there wasn't a lot of hope that you could have about this young crop of Hornets players after that first game. But slowly they found their footing. Mark Williams, Kai Jones, JT Thor had three blocks in this game. I don't know where you want to start, but you there's a lot of places we can start. Yeah, I, let's start with the draft picks. Also, Kai Jones, let's try to lead off there. And we'll start with Mark Williams, Doug, because it's funny. Bryce McGowan's gives us 24 points. Might be the thing you're most excited about following the game yesterday. Kai Jones was dunking everything. And yet still, you go to something pretty subtle that is the most exciting as to how it could pertain to the regular season. And that's Mark Williams being a complete rim deterrent, something we have not seen in the purple and teal. He's doing an excellent job defensively. The finishing finally came in this game. Six of nine, didn't quite reach 70% like he hit in college, but that's okay. I'll take six of nine any day of the week. 
from your big guy dunking everything going after every rebound and doing it hard like just because he's 7-1 he doesn't just hope that the basketball comes to him and he can grab it over everybody actually works to go get the basketball and stole a board and a bucket because of his relentlessness like he went after it saved it from going out of bounds while also grabbing it away from the other fellow Cavs big guy bodies him up and then hits with contact so dunking it deterring guys getting a couple of blocks you know making sure the ball gets out of his hands pretty quickly too in transition like something underrated from him as soon as he grabs it make sure he finds his guard because you want to try to keep this pace going despite having a big guy there like yeah I it's hard to be a bigger fan of what Mark Williams is doing realistically so unless you just thought he was going to be Al Jefferson given the ball on the block it's not going to be him but everything he's doing you have to be really excited about the Hornets have not had this. Yeah. I mean, he's not like a two way player, all-star candidate right off the block, but you can see little flashes in his offensive game. I mean, he's knocked down a mid range jumper. He's attempted a three. I mean, you can see little flashes where it's like, well, if things break right and he stays healthy and he continues to commit hard to learning that part of the game. Yeah. He's got that potential, but defensively he's already there. He's not only a rim deterrent, he is a rim detergent. He was cleaning up the boards and that's going to be big. Oh, you like that? <laughs> A little rim detergent. <laughs> I mean, it deserves for us to stop. Sometimes you'll stop the whole show to make sure we recognize what you said. I will give you the benefit of the doubt there. I'll go ahead and stop it. Everybody bask in that detergent. Okay, let's move on. Go ahead. Okay, so, uh, but that's going to be really important for him to get minutes with uh, with Steve Clifford at the helm. Uh, he's going to be looking for guys who can help clean up those boards and make sure that the other team doesn't have second chance opportunities. We have to talk about the fact that he started in this game. Nick Richards was a late scratch. I, I was looking for word as to why that occurred. I don't know if it was like injury or if I don't know what the late scratch was all about, but uh, Mark Williams gets the start. Nick Richards doesn't play in this game. So they went with Jalen Crutcher, Bryce McGowan's LJ Figueroa also inserted into the starting lineup, JT Thor and Mark Williams. That means Mark started Kai went to the bench, uh, but Kai seemed to do okay with that. Kai came in as a center and played a lot better than he had the first two games. So the, the game one, we see him go 0 of 10 from the three-point line, but 5 of 5 from two-point range. Game two, does he go 1 of 2 from the field? I, I yes. know he only hit one yeah, bucket. So 1 attempts. of 2 from the field in game two. So only two attempts. In this game, he was dunking everything. And I put this out on Twitter. I remember in media day before the Hornets season last year. So this was before Kai Jones had ever played a regular season game in the G League or in the regular season. And Kai said, in the short time I've been with the Hornets, I'm kind of learning that you can't just dunk everything. It's like, actually, Kai, you know what? Go ahead and just continue to try to dunk everything. Give exactly it a shot. What you, yeah, <laughs> just, just drive. I will give Kai Jones the same advice that I gave Kelly Oubre. A driving Kelly Oubre was a good Kelly Oubre on offense. It's the same thing with Kai Jones. You're athletic. You're going to beat most guys that are guarding you off of the dribble because if they're anywhere close to seven feet, you're going to be more athletic than that person. Right. And then plus you're pretty strong. Like muscle watch season for Kai Jones was in full effect once the Hornets started releasing some photos there. And we've seen that physicality play out once he gets into the paint and just yams it on people. Kai Jones' best offense comes when he drives to the basket and or is down low anyway. And we got to see that on full display, the best game that we've seen, certainly offensively from Kai Jones so far this summer league. Yeah, he's not attempting threes. He's doing what I think can, can be successful in summer league because he's facing off against players 
uh, that that as he st- stated before going to Vegas, uh, nobody can guard him. I mean, he knew that in camp when he puts the ball on the floor, it's very difficult. He he can run a fast break. I mean, there was the one play where he where he took the Giannis type leap. I mean, he was giving me Giannis vibes. He's not as big as Giannis yet. Um, but he was doing things that were very Giannis-like in transition, ripping it down, and then just dunking it. And, and the Cavs defenders didn't even want to didn't want to jump with him. They didn't want to handle that. They knew they knew what was coming. Um, his his energy in this game, I think, boosted the team overall. I just really enjoyed everything about what Kai um, put on display. And you make the great point. He comes off the bench and he plays the five, which is something he's been more comfortable with. We discussed him moving to the four because of the nature of having both Nick Richards and Mark Williams and having to find time for them. I think this game feels like a little bit of an admission by this summer league staff that maybe they kind of got off on the wrong foot. Maybe bringing, I don't, I don't know what the thinking behind bringing Nick Richards, you know, uh, to this squad was, but it clearly having to get him minutes hampered both Kai Jones and Mark Williams, I think, in my opinion. Well, and Kai Jones playing the four more than the five, that's what he had told us. He was playing more so in practices. And now you saw that the first two games was playing the four. Here he is going back to that center spot because he did play that center spot really all last year. That's where he got most comfortable. At least that's where he got the most reps. Here he is playing a lot better again offensively for sure right defensively you're still going to have your question marks about Kai Jones did have a couple of blocks which are nice I don't know he's not the rim deterrent right he's not the rim detergent that Mark Williams is not Um, the detergent and and maybe and well and maybe not the deterrent in terms of like Mark Williams can move players out of the paint and and I'm not sure the guards are thinking twice every time like there was there was a a time where a guard dribbled to his left was looking to drive but oh there's big 7-1 Mark Williams let me take Mm -hmm. This elbow jumper that I wouldn't otherwise take. It's a miss. Maybe even Mark gets the rebound and the mm-hmm. Hornets are going down the other end. Like that stuff matters. It is the Rudy Gobert effect because it's so hard to gauge what Rudy does, right? Like that's why you have such polarizing views on him. I can envision a world where Mark Williams is going to have that kind of polar, polarizing opinion on him. You know, what truly is his impact? Because he's going to finish with 12 points in a game. But It's those types of plays where guards want to shoot a mid-range jumper, one of the more inefficient shots in the game because they don't want to drive and get their stuff swatted out into the third row. Like that stuff matters. And the Hornets have not had that. I'd name the last guy. Like I not in this second or third reiteration of the Hornets. I've I've said this a lot. Summer is for feelings. Preseason is for reasons. So I'm about to get into my feelings and and say that, I'm now envisioning, I close my eyes after this summer league game and envision a world where you have Mark Williams, Kai Jones, and JT Thor. All the, they're so young. There's, this is like the, the players that the Hornets have drafted over the past couple of years have been so young. So all of this is on this weird, like time release schedule where, where these guys are developing behind the scenes. And I can envision a world where all three of those players are just absolutely dominating on defense and very tough to defend in transition. Uh, and and it's going to be if the if all three of these players stay with the Charlotte Hornets and continue to develop on this trajectory, 
I can see in two or three seasons a very scary Hornets team coming out all of a sudden in a very similar way that we see this with the Miami Heat. They tend to like bring players out of the woodwork all of a sudden. It seems all of a sudden to us because we haven't been paying close attention to the Miami Heat development system, uh, but I think people are going to have the same feelings about the Charlotte Hornets if if they don't end up trading all of these players for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Unless they trade everybody that they possibly can, including all of their first round picks that haven't grown legs yet. I would say when we're talking about these big guys for the Hornets, right? Like JT, Kai, Mark, if you were to say, who are you most certain will be a big time contributor? Mark Williams is number one for me. I think that guy at what he does, I feel very confident that he's going to be in the league a while, that there's going to be a place not only in the league, but with this Hornets team. Second is JT Thor. Third is Kai. You know, as far as the certainty game goes, would you flip JT and Kai? Would you flip Mark? Or is that kind of the order you envision to? In terms of recent, in terms of how recent they contribute, I think you're dead on. I, I think in terms of, in terms of how much they ultimately the potential that they have to to influence this team and and play big minutes and have big box scores I'd probably flip those names okay yeah um speaking of JT Thor too had some nice blocks also the first Mark Williams block he was the offensive driver I forget his name was was help was held in check because JT kept him in front and so that that's the kind of stuff the the teamwork defense if you will that worked really well uh, this last thing I'll say that squad in game three had an identity and that identity was you're not getting into this paint and all and and offense you're not getting into a rhythm we're not allowing it the only person on that summer league squad for the Cavs that was in any kind of rhythm was Abaji and Abaji is very talented and had to create a lot of that Mm -hmm. off the bounce he had to do a lot of that work himself and so the, the Hornets are going to look for players this season that can help them establish an identity on the defensive end of the floor. And so I, I take a lot of encouragement by what I saw uh, last night from the Charlotte Hornets. And we'll see him again, back to back. They play again tonight. Well, and Abaji was doing a lot of his work from three, two. And uh, offensively, the Hornets looked so much better offensively. It'd been awful to watch the first two games so had some guys really filling it up speaking of some guys that can really fill up the box score donovan mitchell certainly can speaking of the star coming up next on on hornets just yet we're going to talk about whether it is a possibility that Donovan Mitchell could end up with the Charlotte Hornets or if we're talking about this because we just need some content and it's a fantasy and you guys are making fun of us for talking about it because you guys are like locked on Hornets. Shut up. This isn't going to happen. Stop wasting my time. <laughs> I don't think anyone's right. saying that. Oh, you're, being, you're, being, saying. you're being way harsher on yourself than the you're, fans You're are. saying you're, you're, you're turning off your podcast. You don't want to listen to us ever again. Maybe you're doing all of that. But before you do that, Let me talk to you about Built Bar, because from the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, flavor that you love, and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Finally got that right. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you need a quick, healthy snack. They are in. Ex- they are also 
an excellent source of protein. Uh, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You can get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. We'll talk about Donovan Mitchell coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Is Locked on Hornets. And the Google description here says on contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades named or numbered <laughs> B shares Batik of New York N dot B dot A dot. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? The Yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Lock on Hornets podcast. Doug, you put up a couple of polls yesterday on YouTube. One is the Donovan Mitchell poll, but we got to get to the most important question that you asked when you put out there, are there are, are there such things as older young guys? And it looked like the people got it right, Doug, in my opinion, according to well, this poll. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I just really wanted to see what people thought. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a strong opinion. I have a strong opinion on a lot of things. This is one thing I did not have a strong opinion on. If you could be an older you were young seething. guy. You were angry at me putting that take out there. You wanted to fight me. 128 votes. 88% of you said, yes, you can be an older young guy. 12% of you said no. And should now the, the question at hand on Donovan Mitchell is should the Hornets give up four first rounders to trade for Donovan Mitchell? This was a close one, folks. 245 of you voted 51% say yes. Yeah. 49% say <laughs> no. It's so close, right? I mean, that that's how I feel. You know, I it's tough. I look. Donovan Mitchell now, so the latest update with Donovan Mitchell before we talk about the Hornets side of stuff is the fact that the Knicks and the Jazz are talking very seriously about a potential Donovan Mitchell deal. Whoever would go back to the Utah Jazz, I'm not sure, but the Knicks could be coming up with not only, you know, Jalen Brunson wouldn't be going to Utah. So you'd have Jalen Brunson, you'd have Donovan Mitchell, and then I would assume you'd still have RJ. I guess you don't have to assume, but Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, one of those guys, maybe both are going to Utah. Either way, that's what you're kind of talking about. It's going to take a lot, as we talked about. We just put on the poll that, you know, would you give up four first round picks to go get Donovan Mitchell? I do think that the Charlotte Hornets are going to look into this, right? Like, especially with everything that's taken place this offseason, Doug. There are only so many ways to improve your team and so many ways to drastically improve your team. This goes back to the conversation we had, I believe, at the end of last week, how the expectations changed so much because of what's taken place, because Miles Bridges got arrested for a felony domestic violence hit, because we got, you know, Mark Williams now drafted and we didn't trade for a DeAndre Ayton, right? So you have a rookie at that center spot instead of maybe a star where it looks like DeAndre could be going to the Indiana Pacers. That's still a real possibility. So what else do you do? Where where do you improve? Because if Miles Bridges doesn't play for you this season and given the evidence that we have right now, it doesn't look like he should, then how do you get better? Trading for Donovan Mitchell would be a huge move. And so you have to believe at least with with a guy like Mitch Kupchak, maybe you don't have evidence that he's ever pulled the trigger on some of these trades, but we do know that he's been linked to a lot of inquiries, right? He's always calling. He is always looking into this kind of stuff. So I bet you the Charlotte Hornets are going to be looking into trying to trade for Donovan Mitchell. 
Oh, I, I think that when the GM of the Utah Jazz said what he said, which is that we are open, essentially open to listening uh, to offers, it set off alarm bells with multiple organizations that had assets that would be attractive for the Utah Jazz. So I, I just have to believe that uh, the Hornets would, would be sending inquiries and, and because these opportunities don't present themselves all the time. When a team like the Utah Jazz blows it all up, they trade Rudy Gobert, and now it looks like Donovan Mitchell could be available. And I, I think I had a few comments wondering, like, if Donovan Mitchell and Terry Rozier were essentially the same player. Like, why would you trade for Donovan Mitchell when you already have Terry Rozier if you plan to keep Terry Rozier if Gordon Hayward has to be part of that trade? You know, what what would that situation look like? And, and I just want to just state categorically <laughs> that Donovan Mitchell is better yeah. than Terry Rozier <laughs> like that it's 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 not like it's not an a, a world bending uh upgrade but it is absolutely an upgrade he's better at getting at the getting to the rim he's better at finishing at the rim uh you know efficiency wise in terms of field goal percentage three-point percentage uh Terry Rozier actually kind of a better three-point shooter than Donovan yeah. Mitchell but Donovan Mitchell better playmaker it draws more attention um and here's the big thing with Donovan Mitchell and Terry Rozier imagine Terry Rozier with the kind of usage that Donovan Mitchell got in Utah, where would you ask yourself, where would your team be? And, and so that's the big thing. Donovan Mitchell can carry the entire load if that's what he's asked to do. I'm not sure Terry Rozier could do that. Actually, I'm pretty I, I, sure he can't do that. The, the thing, right. The thing about Donovan Mitchell that we've talked about is what do you do with LaMelo Ball and Donovan Mitchell? It's, it's nice to have those guys in the backcourt. That's extremely tough to stop. Offensively, it's going to be really hard. Do you still get the same top 25 level player in Donovan Mitchell, top 20 player in Donovan Mitchell, if he's on a team with LaMelo and you don't have Quinn Snyder, who we've all heralded as one of the best coaches in the NBA, but now is gone only because Quinn Snyder wanted to step away. Danny Ainge has been adamant that we tried to bring him back. We threw the bag at him so that he would return. And Quinn decided this is not the team that I can take, that I can have take that next step. And so now he's waiting to see if he can take this Spurs job when Pop retires. But it's not because he didn't do a good job with the Jazz and exploit every single piece of talent that Donovan Mitchell had within him. This will help LaMelo Ball's development. If the Hornets pull off a trade with Donovan Mitchell, this will help LaMelo Ball's development. Why? Because it takes the pressure off of him to become a primary scorer, something that I don't think is especially right now like maybe he develops that in year nine ten maybe that's a a place where his game gets to but it's not where it is right now and that takes all the pressure off it allows him to do what he does best right now which is it be an incredible incredible playmaker uh, I just think that anytime you could put talent around talent that is going to help the situation and this would not and and I would just love for I'd love for Steve Clifford to be given the opportunity to have a current and a budding superstar on his roster. And let's see what he can do. I just, he has not, unfortunately, I think Clifford, I think Clifford's a very good coach and he hasn't been given the opportunity, the roster construction such that he can go out and either prove that right or prove that wrong. Um, so the, the last thing that I'll say about the, this situation with the Donovan Mitchell trade is that there are several other teams. You mentioned the New York Knicks 
uh, th- that's a situation that would seem like Donovan Mitchell would want to go to. There's some connections there. There's some agency connections there. Makes it makes a lot of sense. And the New York Knicks have a ton of extra picks that that they could sacrifice. And then you have the Lakers. It seems like the Lakers may be on the road to getting Kyrie Irving, but if that all blows up, they've got picks, they've got future picks, and they have a contract in Russell Westbrook that would be more attractive to take back if you're the Utah Jazz than than Gordon Hayward's contract, which is there's two more seasons left on that. So what I'm saying is I just want everyone to brace themselves. Brace yourselves. Because if the if you see on the crawl, on the ESPN crawl, that the Charlotte Hornets have made a trade for Donovan Mitchell – Get ready because that package <laughs> is going to be astronomical. It's going to be a lot. And you either have to be okay with that or you have to be okay with continuing to languish in mediocrity. That's what not, you know what? That's what if, if I, I hope the Hornets, I beg the Hornets to get involved in this conversation, even if they fail, because it means the Hornets are not settling for mediocrity because Man, that's what, if you don't go after Donovan Mitchell, I, that's what you're doing. I wanted to take this in a different direction, but now we have to address that. You decided to have a fiery dismount, jump through Woo. the hoop with the fire surrounding. That's why you're drinking your water right now. Uh, and no, so we have to address it. Oh, my throat was getting a little froggy. It's yeah, yeah. You were definitely Mitch Kupchak at the end of that take, <laughs> except with a lot more personality. The problem is, if you trade for Donovan Mitchell and then you give up a ton, I don't know how many current pieces that are playing for you right now you'd give up, but you would be giving up a ton, as we just talked about. Donovan Mitchell and Lamelo Ball headlining uh, headlining your Charlotte Hornets team. Does that win you a playoff series in the Eastern Conference? Maybe. That's the problem, though. Like, considering where the Eastern Conference is right now, it doesn't mean that you have to contend immediately. You could have this future. You could have two, three years down the road because Donovan Mitchell is 25 years old. But my point being, I don't know if it's necessarily an end-all, be-all that the Charlotte Hornets aren't settling for mediocrity because what I would call mediocre is also a team that gets into the postseason as a 6-7-8 seed and doesn't win a playoff series, which is a very real possibility if Donovan Mitchell ends up on this team. Okay, but the uh, trading for Donovan Mitchell could be about winning now, but it could also be about winning in the future. He just signed a designated rookie max extension like that contract. I think it's goes for the next four or five seasons. So this is not it wouldn't it's not a situation I would be on board with. Hey, whoa, this is a little bit too win now for me. If you're trading for a player whose contract expires after next season, then I'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. But you're talking about getting Donovan Mitchell for multiple years. That's how, if you're a small or mid-market team, this is how you have to do it. No, I... Yeah, it's it's if that you, or drafting uh, your or, star. Or right. you can stay super patient with and hope that you draft well. That's another option. The problem with that option, in my opinion, is that you have LaMelo Ball. You struck it rich. Now is the time to go out there and make sure you can stay wealthy. Yes. <laughs> Do you Put like that it? on Locked On NBA. There is not a bigger fan of Doug Branson than <laughs> Doug Branson. You are not as big of a fan. Doug subscribes to his own Hornet Substack. He actually checks out his own box score every Read single time. Read it every time. day. My 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 point is that that's all fine. It's about the goal that you want to set for yourself in the future. Do you just want to go ahead and put a possible ceiling on you reaching a championship or at least diminish those odds a little bit? You know, okay. Like, because at the end of the day, you can trade all you want to to be a 50-win team. 
Like, you can do that. You can trade all your first-round picks to go get the guy that gives you 50 wins in the regular season. And then you're going to be happy as a team that didn't get there, but then you're looking to take that next step. Like, we haven't been to the second round in forever. We've never been to the conference finals. Totally agree that the next goal should be to win a playoff series, and then the next goal after that should be to appear in a conference finals. Totally understood. Until you end up like the Atlanta Hawks, who get to a conference finals, try to do some things here and there, flame out, and now they're not so happy anymore. Like, Hawks fans aren't cheering because they got to a conference finals anymore. They're angry because they didn't take that next step, which is what every organization that gets a little ahead of themselves Every organization is tasked with how do you take that next step? And if you don't, it's a very much so what have you done for me lately type of world. And if you haven't done a whole lot for me lately, at that point, you're screwed. And these teams will screw themselves looking to take that next step. My point is, if you trade four first rounders, there's a very real possibility of you having that short term satisfaction and then screwing yourself in the long term. The Atlanta Hawks are relevant. The Charlotte Hornets. Were they relevant last year? Well, not last year, but they are but relevant. That's my point. But they are generally relevant. They they now were and they've, they were they've two reloaded years ago. and they'll be relevant this season. They they were two years ago. And then you're right. and you're right. And then they had to make that step and they traded for DeJounte Murray. And it's a weird fit. And so I, I don't know, like there are people that think it's a weird fit for both. Look, if they trade for Donovan Mitchell and they trade a lot for him, I'd be excited, right? How can you not be excited for a young, talented superstar to come into this league, be paired with our team? paired with LaMelo Ball. That's going to be fun, exciting stuff. And there's a lot of things to like about it. I'm 50-50 just like the public is, you know? But there's 50% of me that feels, oh, God, this is a little scary. It's kind of scary going forward. And that's the only possibility I want to bring up. <laughs> I, 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 I think I've made my case, Your Honor. I, you I rest, you dropped the mic. I, I should have even talked case. after you did that. I should have. I rest I my case. Yeah, you. Uh, you said. I don't stay need to wealthy. say anymore. Put it in the a hey, in the comments. Tell us what you think. That's what I want to know. Let's see who's who they think is right. Because you said there's no bigger fan of Doug Branson than Doug Branson. I tend to agree with you, but I'd like some of the commenters to prove me wrong. Yeah, well, what, what what do you want the poll to be? Is there a bigger fan of Doug Branson than Doug Branson? Okay, <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's good. That could be the show poll today. Yeah, okay that could be that. it. Or or stay wealthy? Question mark. Yes or no? That's okay. what the uh, next poll up. needs to be. All right, coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Do you need to trade for Donovan Mitchell when you have Bryce McGowan's on the team? He had a coming out party too yesterday. <laughs> he scored 24 points in summer league game number three. We'll talk about the second round pick from Nebraska coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Kai Jones, Mark Williams, JT Thor had some blocks at least. You had some guys scoring some points in this game, but nobody scored more than Bryce McGowan's tug. 24 points for Bryce. That guy looked awesome. The jump shot was working for him. Deep threes. The between the legs step back like almost a a less emphatic Jamal Crawford type of step back three-pointer. Bryce okay. McGowns was giving us. It looked really nice. Hit both of them. Also had the baseline drive where I thought he was going to slam it, but equally impressive finesse layup. Really impressive stuff from the second round pick. His moves look smooth. They look easy. Uh, they and and they're difficult moves that he's making look easy, and they look consistent. The thing that I took away from Bryce McGowan's is how much love C.J. McCollum was giving him on the broadcast. He was uh, doing 
uh, he was one of the analysts for this game, and he was just heaping praise on what Bryce McGowan's was doing in this game, and that's uh, that's some pretty high praise from a great player. Seven of ten from the field, twenty four points, two rebounds, one assist. He did win the every Hornets box score poll. Who did it in the box score? He got seventy one percent of the votes over Mark Williams, who got twenty nine percent. Bryce McGowan's doing it in the box score. He got downhill. That's the key, Walker. He's got to get downhill first. I think that's where he messed up in that second game he got a little off kilter because he, he started to, he started doing jump shots too early he's his his power comes from his aggression getting downhill getting to the rim and then that that feeds his confidence it seems like for the rest of the game yeah Bryce is an attacker that's what he does if he unlocks this jump shot just like it would for any player if anybody has a jump shot it's going to unlock a, a huge part of their game but Bryce even specifically so being in the backcourt he was great at getting to the foul line last year at Nebraska hit his foul shots it was just the three-point percentage and the playmaking that was lacking don't know if we've seen a ton of playmaking maybe a couple here and there I think every backcourt player will give you a couple of nice passes here and there so hopefully that becomes a more consistent part of his game but Bryce McGowan showing that he's a pure bucket getter and attacks which is exactly what this Hornets team needs in the backcourt and now the question is Doug he's on a two-way contract right now is he playing well enough and have the Hornets made few enough moves outside of bringing back Cody Martin to the point where maybe this is somebody that gets just a normal contract and then frees up that two-way deal for another one of these Figueroa's Brady Mannix or Tyshawn Alexander's I think I think so. I mean, to me, he looks like a gamer. I, I'm not saying he's a certified gamer yet. Way too early to break out the pen and the certificate one, and the stamp. Right? There's a lot of equipment involved in the in the certificate, and mm. I'm not ready to pull all of that out of the closet just yet. But what I'm saying is, if he's doing some of the things that we've seen that we're seeing right now uh, in practice, then the, I think the Hornets already know the answer to this question. I, I think it was a good bet to put him on the two way spot and say, "All right, kid, let's see what you can do." But I I would lock him because he's doing things, Walker, that I look at and go, you know, below average players don't do those kind of things. Like, you know, guys that are not going to make a roster spot eventually don't do all those kind of things. So don't mess around here, Hornets. Lock them up and then open that. You got two roster spots. It's not like like you don't have room. If they already had 15 guys locked up, then I'd say, well, you know, it's fine. Just leave them on the two-way. But go ahead and open up two-way spots because we've seen – flashes from LJ Figueroa. We've seen flashes from Tyshawn Alexander. I think we saw a lot of flashes from Brady Manick in that third game. He was doing, he was scoring, but he was also, he threw up a lob to Mark Williams. Like he's doing a couple things. And I'm like, all right, Brady Manick, I didn't know you had that, 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 that in your game. That's, 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 that's a little interesting. I see. I was most impressed with the drive on the baseline for Manick finishing the first side. That was, that was, yeah. So it's funny to see him catch the basketball immediately, let it fly, and it goes in. That that shot pre catch. That's what C.J. McCollum said. He, the way he does pre catch before the ball ever hits his hands, he's getting ready to shoot the basketball. And so that's mm-hmm. that's a skill. That's a skill that you might want to lock up on a on a no risk two way contract kind of situation. So open up both of those two way spots. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, Brady Manic, you know, these these guys feel, I mean, even Leangelo was scoring a decent amount yesterday. So Leangelo, Brady Manic, Tyshawn didn't have the great offensive game yesterday. I, I still like his IQ and what he can do, but at the same time, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough two way spot for some of these players. And if Bryce McGowan's, if you don't have anybody else that you're bringing in and he continues to finish summer league like this, 
Uh, that would be excellent. That'd be awesome to see Bryce and uh, maybe contribute a little bit earlier than expected, like another second round pick last year in JT Thor. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks for joining us, making us your first listen like you do every single day. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA. 30-minute daily NBA update, uh, update again in just 30 minutes, so make sure you check out Locked On NBA, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to finish up the week.